drones flying high and making your videos look good. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. All right, all right, all right. What is up? Hey. Talk, talking drones today. Yeah. This uh, it's a good topic. I think so. I think drones are pretty amazing and can really elevate your video and videography game, websites, marketing materials, YouTube videos, social media videos, all of the above. Yeah, I feel like several years ago everyone was on the drone train. We used them, they enhanced our videos, they have all these tours, we we're doing all these cool district videos and come in with these aerial shots and they look great and then we all parked our drones because there was new regulations and licensing and so I feel like we've all gone away from the drones because we're not sure how to use them are we allowed to and how to implement them so I thought that would be a kind of a good topic for us today because I know you actually did some research on this and talked to some piece people recently that are experts and do all this stuff so i said let's talk drones let's do it yeah let's jump in i mean drones are really incredible a couple of things you just said something that i think is very interesting there's a statistic behind the why as to you're right it seemed like everybody i knew kind of jumped on the drone train for a bit we were flying them doing some really cool stuff uh, but Here's the why. The government had to step in and really start regulating things because currently, as we sit, uh, as of 2023, there are more than 850,000 registered drones in the United States. Now, I want to preface that with there are only about 204,000 registered airplanes in the United States. <laughs> so the number of drones insanely outweighs the other aircraft that's in the in the space, right? And so uh, the government, knowing we've got 800,000 of these things running around, flying around with airplanes where, you know, safety is of paramount importance, uh, they had to get in and, and, and drop the hammer a little bit on some regulations. Um, they had to put some things in place. There's some licensing requirements. There's some registration requirements, some identification requirements. There's, there's stuff out there now that we didn't have just, you know, several years back when it was more of the wild, wild west. Yeah, and out here in California where we're broadcasting from i know several years ago before all the regulations there was issues at least in southern california with the wildfires and people flying up drones to get cool aerials and cool videos and they were interfering with the tankers and the water drops and so that became a major issue and they were talking about i remember watching the local news i forget which one but they were talking about you know there's drones in the you know we had to ground our planes um, the media and the tanker ones because of drones and it's too dangerous uh, for the pilots. And it's like, meanwhile, houses are yeah. burning or threatened to be burned. So that was, I think that 
issues like that led to these regulations, which, as you pointed out, makes sense. And I, the number you just shared is incredible. I didn't realize there were that many drones and there's like four times as many drones as actual airplanes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really interesting statistic. And, and I think it really highlights the why behind, you know, why the regulations have really changed over the years. Um, and I think people just understanding that why really helps then to the next step, which is if you want to fly a drone, there are some hoops you have to jump through. So if you want, we can kind of talk about a couple of those. Yeah, I guess my main question for you, and we won't go over every bit of the process you got to do to get to be able to fly the drones, but is it worth it to go through some of those hoops to get the license and whatever you need? Is it, do you, in your opinion, worth going through that? What does it entail to be able to fly the drones and kind of help with all these great shots you can get? I absolutely think so. And and there are some really critical hoops that you do have to jump through, but they are absolutely worth it. Um, I sat down uh, with Altitude University a couple of weeks back. We have a really great video on Peach Chart Extra Credit that dives into a lot of the frequently asked questions and the requirements. So definitely be sure to, to check that out for a much deeper dive because that's coming directly from an expert in the industry. But essentially, like I'll put it this way. You can get a recreational drone and then there are, you know, there's different requirements for that. You don't have to have a license necessarily. There are, there are restrictions on flying drones recreationally. Uh, for example, you know, you can't fly uh, any flights over 400 feet. You can't fly near um, airports. And where we're at here in Orange County, California, uh, we are surrounded by a lot of airports. And I would always suggest... Anyway, you need to be checking your, your, your maps around you, your local areas. Like, do, are you near a military base? Uh, in one of my previous districts where I did a lot of drone flights, uh, we actually had three schools on base. We were so close to base. So three of our schools were actually on base. We had to be really careful where we flew drones. Uh, we were also, our district office was also less than a mile from the, net, from the nearest airport, a local regional airport. Um, those are things you might miss. So what I would say is before you jump through all the hoops, Maybe talk with your legal team, look at the map, identify um, areas you might not be able to fly. For example, if your district office is right next to an you know, international airport, and that's where the majority of your school district's schools are, it might not make sense for you. Uh, you know, We have districts right out here in California that are right under Los Angeles International's airspace. Might not make sense for them. They might want to hire out you know, services to a commercial drone operator once or twice a year when they want that footage. Um, there's rural school districts out there that are just out in the prairies and they can get some really gorgeous, amazing shots of their facilities, of uh, different events like that. So look and make sure that it's going to fit for you first. Uh, you can also download an app called Before You Fly, which is B, the number four, U and then F-L-Y, Before You Fly. Uh, that'll also tell you if it's safe to fly in the area that you're with. So you could travel around your district a little bit. You know, go stand at one of your elementaries, go stand at a middle, go stand at a high school, open that app up and see if it would let you take a drone off or not there. Uh, so do your homework first. But then as far as actually doing it, the, the, the caveat we have to talk about is if you're flying recreationally, you don't need this license I'm about to bring up. But if you're flying for commercial purposes, so let's say you're a PIO or somebody at a school district and you're going to fly for purposes of putting videos out on your homepage, maybe the hero banner on your homepage, or maybe you're going to go out on you know, YouTube and, and do some cool videos on YouTube of your district, your district programs, that's now considered commercial, right? You're, you're filming in hopes that your marketing and branding efforts result in retention and recruitment of staff, students, the community, maybe voting issues around bonds. Like it's very much a commercial enterprise. 
that you've embarked on there. So at that point, you're going to need what's called a Part 107. And we're not going to get into the whole thing there, but essentially a Part 107 license uh, will get you uh, access to creating content and putting content out there in the world that is of marketing and, and professional purposes. Um, but it will give you a much deeper access to knowledge and appreciation as to the rules, the guidelines, all the things you've got to follow and go through. Like, for example, I've seen this. You've probably seen this, Ryan. People flying drones over like football games. Mm -hmm. uh, that's illegal. And people don't realize that. They're just doing it, right? You cannot fly over large crowds. As a pilot, I'm, a, I'm an actual licensed pilot. I'm also not allowed to fly over large crowds. So I can't fly around Disneyland. I can't fly over large sporting events. Like I'm, my airport where I fly out of is right near Angel Stadium. I have to avoid that when they're having games. If they're not having games, I can fly over Angel Stadium. But if their stadium is full, I have to go around it. So there's a lot of little things like that. Like a high school football game, you can't be flying your drone over the crowd, getting really cool crowd shots. This is why Part 107 is really critical because you'll go through the regulations, the standards. You'll talk about weather and the impacts that has. You will go over the airspace system and how uh, the different classes of airspace around airports work and even not around airports. You'll go through like performances of drones and how that impacts things. Uh, you will talk specifically about airport operations too, going through that Part 107 kind of learning course. Uh, and then any good course will give you practice exams and help you through getting an actual like certificate of completion so that you're ready to go take the Part 107. All that to say, the organization that I did the video with was Altitude University. And they have an entire course that if you were just really enterprising and set aside an entire weekend, they tell me can be done in just as little as an entire weekend, start to finish, you do the course, and then you're ready for the Part 107 FAA exam. And then you can start flying drones commercially. Now, what's interesting is, do you do that through your district and your district pays for that course and your district owns the drone and all that, or do you do that yourself? The reason I bring that up is because if you do it privately as just yourself, then you can offer the service to your district. Maybe you have a stipend for that. And also, as a commercially licensed operator, you can then start contracting your services out on the side for maybe neighboring districts, neighboring businesses, maybe the city that you work in, uh, Real estate uh, photography, I know a lot of uh, real estate photographers have moved to using drones now as well. There's a huge industry out there for commercial drone operators. So getting that Part 107 license is critical for a lot of things, but it can also have a pretty, uh, pretty nice, potentially um, good positive financial impact if you were to go ahead and, and leverage it for your own benefit. Yeah, it could be a nice little side hustle. I didn't think it could about be that. a really good side hustle. And it, it really is easy. Like if you aren't flying drones. Like I know when Ryan and I were, were probably started with the drones and playing with drones, they didn't have the GPS tracking they have now. And what I mean by that is like you were in complete control of that drone. Now the way the drones work and their stability programs that are built in and the facts they can fly in winds that are like 30, 40 miles an hour, uh, completely stable, giving you 4k plus videos that are just absolutely optimized and stabilized. It's really incredible how far they've come. So there's two things here. There's this, this license, and then there's the actual act of flying the drone. And I don't want that to scare anyone either because the darn things almost fly themselves right now. If you if you get yourself into a situation, you just don't know what to do. If you just release the controls on any almost any great drone right now, it'll just stop in place and hover right where it is. You know, so and and it, and it will stay right there until you tell it to do the next thing. Or you know, my last drone, it was really neat. I took off and I did my flights and then I just got to hit one button and that, that drone would fly right back to where I took off and land all on its own. So 
the two sides of the street are the, the licensing requirements and the learning you have to go through and passing that exam and then the actual practice, practice, practice of flying a drone, finding an open space to do that, really getting comfortable with what that is. Um, and then as you fly more and more, your skill set will get better. I do have a funny cautionary tale. Oh, please. I, please have, a, <laughs> I have a funny cautionary tale. I have one too. You go first. <laughs> I, um, I had a drone and I was, I was videotaping a, a brand new playground that we had uh, <laughs> unveiled and it was, it was gorgeous. There was no students around, nothing like that, not flying over crowds. Uh, it was completely empty. So it was a really good shot. And there was a couple of really tall pine trees, probably 100, 120 feet tall or something right around the playground. And I put it on an automatic mode that was supposed to like focus on the playground and just slowly spiral up and give me this really great view of this playground. And I thought I had it above the trees and that the spiral would be inside and it wasn't and and the, it was so high up and so far away that the perspective was off i thought it was clearing and it didn't that drone got stuck up in the tree about 100 feet up in the air so be careful because they literally can fly themselves the new drones though have what's called collision avoidance which would have stopped the drone from actually running into the obstacle so it wouldn't have hit the tree because the drone would have would have recognized that and stopped um so the, the technology out there It'll really make up for a lot of your flaws, and it's and uh, and it's really not that hard to do it these days. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've flown one, and you're right there. Even it's maybe five or six years, even longer since I flew one, but they were even then pretty easy to figure out. And like you said, there was a home button, so if you kind of lost it, it got out of view. You could hit the home button, and it would come exactly back to where it started from. So that was a kind of a cool safety feature that was built in. And I guess the tricky part back then, and I, I think you alluded to it, was like, okay, so I want to get these good shots. And like, how can I get a nice pan that's slow and I'm not tilting the camera? Because before, at least the one I had was, and it was a nice one, but it was like the manual tilt. So you're yeah, like, how do I smoothly do that and get a good shot that, you know, you see in these professional videos? So do some of the new ones, I guess, two-part question, um, what is the cost for a decent one nowadays and then do they have some things where they will make nice maneuvers so you can get some of those elegant video sequences that you like yes really good call um so the new ones will have like tracking as well so um mm -hmm. what you can do is if your if your specific subject is i'll just use that playground as an example um, it was a really beautiful structure with some slides and different things. I could, I could tap my screen and the camera would lock on the center of that structure. And then wherever I kind of flew the drone or whatever, if I had it on an automatic setting, it just locks on and tracks and keeps the image really, really stabilized around that subject, which is cool. So that's one thing. They also do give you full control. And uh, what happens is after you practice with that a little while, you know, you go out, you find a subject, big open area, practice bringing your drone down lower in elevation while panning the camera in the direction that you want it, then practice going back up. And when you get good at just coming down straight and up straight, then you can start maybe turning the drone to the right or left, yawing it right or left while you're tracking with the camera. So taking full control of the camera is a little bit like taking full control of the DSLR, right? Like a hand, nice, real good DSLR. You're going to get more, uh, I guess your shots will look a lot more like what you expect them to look like in your head. The drones themselves will do a really good job of picking up where you leave off uh, through tracking and some of the technology that's baked into them. But if you have a scene in your head, you're going to be able to more likely get there if you are able to take control of the camera too and, and kind of pan that around. But the way the tech works now, it's like the gimbals with your phone. You know, if you've ever mm -hmm. used a gimbal in your phone, 
the way they work, you can, you can tag onto something and your phone, the gimbal will just keep that subject in focus no matter wherever you put your hand. That's how they're working these days. It's pretty cool. And as far as like um, pricing and stuff, I mean, the sky is the limit. I, I will say, um, I think it's the DJI, DJI Air 3, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it's like more of their entry level-ish mm-hmm. DJI drone right now. And I think it's about a thousand bucks. Um, so if you're a district, I'll tell you that, and you can probably attest to this too, Ryan, my board, my superintendent, like the instant they saw the drone footage, they're like, that needs to be on the website, like replace the stuff on the website with that. There's just something about it. Now you, I will caution, do not go overboard. Like not everything should be drone footage. There doesn't need to be drone footage in every video either. Like, let's say you're going out to interview a kid about an award they got for pottery. You don't need drone footage of the school for that award, okay? Uh, If you happen to have it and and you wanna fit it in, maybe it fits the storyline, but drone footage does not have to be in every video or in every marketing piece you do or anything like that. And you certainly can go overboard with it because it is such an impactful uh, effect. And that's also why you don't wanna go too crazy. Um, So, you know, the sky's kind of the limit on what they cost and and how they're priced out. Um, I think that DJI Air, like I said, is about a thousand bucks. And when you think in context of, Let's say you have a video out there about your career tech ed pathways. You've got some really gorgeous drone footage of the school or the campus, or um, maybe it's a, a big event that um, you know your, your nutrition team put on or something like that. Like just a marketing thing that you've got great drone footage for. That $1,000 and then the you know, a couple hundred dollars you're going to pay to take the FAA exam. If you got just one student or if you kept just one family, you know, just because somebody's moving to the area and they see this beautiful marketing footage on your website, like, and then that, that entices them to go ahead and dig deeper into your website and your programs and your services and your mission, your values, just picking up one, uh, makes the entire expense worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, it goes up from there. I don't know. I'm actually on DJI's website. I'm going to load it right now and just see like, what is their most? Okay. So I think it is the DJI Air, Air 3. That's their kind of baseline right now. And then their they have, ooh, the Enterprise Series. Doesn't that sound scary? Enterprise Series sounds scary. How do I buy this thing? Let me just see. I want to see what this costs. There's you know, really- you can spend tens and tens yeah. of thousands of dollars. Um, you know, I will say a couple of other things that I don't see a price on this one right away. Hey, if, if you have to ask, it's probably too much, right? <laughs> um, but the, the, there are other things too. Like um, there was a, a previous incident in one of my districts uh, where we needed to go in and kind of emergency inspect a facility that we weren't safe. We weren't sure if it was safe for humans to go into and we flew the drone in there. Um, it's also a really great way to, instead of putting a human up on a roof to check for air conditioning, you know, water leaks or those kind of facility leaks on top of roofs. You can fly a drone up there and take really high quality photos, images, even videos in real time, uh, download it to your phone, your device. And instead of putting a body up on a roof, um, it's a really great way to inspect, you know, what's going on up there, which is cool. So there's other really unique ways you can use it. And then I've also heard of districts integrating them into like their career tech ed pathways, like because drone piloting is a legitimate job. Uh, being a commercial drone operator. And so imagine kids being, you know, uh, having the opportunity to experience flying drone, maybe even earning their license because it would be really easy for a school to incorporate that into a program, going through the FAA exam and all of that. But just a photography class, for example. Imagine students enrolled in the photography class having access to a drone and really being able to dig into the technology and learn what kind of an impact that has 
with that different perspective through the lens of a camera. Yeah, that would be a great idea. Some kind of CTE pathway mm -hmm. that kids, you know, talk about engaging kids in their education. So I know a group of kids that, how cool would that be uh, to have a drone kind of CTE pathway or course or something like that? Um, yeah, and I, I do think, pun intended, that drone shots do elevate videos just to the next level and they look <laughs> really good. Again, pun intended. Pun intended, what you're throwing down there. Um, but we, uh, several of our schools, we got drone happy a while back, but they used them for um, some of these, you know, breast cancer awareness month. They go out in the field, they make a big pink ribbon with all the kids. And it looks really cool when you get, you know, 500 kids and staff making this big ribbon for, you know, breast cancer awareness or one of our schools did this big heart out in front. And the other thing to your point too is, looks really good for facilities tours and campus tours like here's our athletic facilities here's our field and you do flyovers of all your really nice facilities and bond measures to your point too so it it does look great and if it you mentioned how it's really they're kind of intuitive now even back then i was i was nervous like oh my god i don't want to this thing i'm flying this and it's going to come crashing down on somebody i was kind of nervous but they are easier to fly than you think and I believe, I'm sure you're right too, the technology has made them even easier to fly. So if that's a concern. And the other thing you mentioned too, is like, if this is all a little too much for you, there are a million drone companies and people that you can just hire. They have the licensing, you tell them the shots, they do this. Um, so you can always hire somebody, but I think it is a good option. And I'm glad we're talking about it. And I'm very impressed how much you do, you know about the drone stuff and how much you've researched it. Uh, I'm impressed with all the information. It's a it's good fun. option to look back into because I think we've gotten away from these shots and um, it's a cheap, affordable way to make your video that much more of a higher quality and higher production. Yeah, it does. It really does. It makes it pop. So yeah, we have the, we do, we do have the, uh, the you know, Altitude University. Um, so, you know, definitely like just a, a free plug for them, but they just seem like a really good group of peeps that have put together a really great training course, but they're the ones that we did. Um, the video with on Pistra Extra Credit. We really dive into some of the details. So if you're interested in taking a deeper dive on that, definitely check that out. Check it out. Yeah. And I see, you know, I have a lot of buddies that do real estate and, um, you know, their listings kind of pop and there's a really cool video of them driving over, you know, flying over the front and you see the pool in the backyard. I mean, that just, it just pops way more than just a photo. It really does. And you know what's funny? Uh, some people don't know this, but you know, for houses that are bigger in size and bigger in space in size, a lot of those moving shots you see in the house are also drones. They're just flying them indoors. Hmm. Flying a little drone indoors through the house, which is kind of cool. We, uh, years ago, when we got one of our first ones, we, we had this staff development day and they wanted to fly it in the auditorium. And I was like, and one of our guys was very... You shall remain nameless. And it actually went okay. It was another time when they had flying two in the parking lot and one one crashed into the other uh, before the before the object detection was put on these things. Yeah. But you can fly them indoors and probably now easier, but it is a little nerve wracking because um, they don't have the sensors as much as they do outdoors. And But they, they somehow pulled it off. And I, I was like, this... This has disaster written all over it, but you can do stuff like that too. Uh, don't tell them we told you to do it and do your research first. The sky's the limit. They are an incredibly creative tool. I mean, it, it takes photography and videography to a whole new world and it's really neat. 
Yeah, a creative tool that takes you to the next level is PeachJar itself. If you're looking for online flyers, check out PeachJar.com. They will get you set up. It's a great system for school districts. So many across the country are using them. Uh, Nickel Strategies, if you need some help with your communication plans, you want to do a video, incorporate drones, not sure what to do, uh, you can hire Nickel Strategies. And if you need some mental health programs and wellness in your schools, which we all do, Check out soundmind.app. Soundmind um, is amazing. We have a podcast with uh, their co-founders, and they just did some clinical research showing uh, that was just published last week. They had the study done that the improvement with mental health as students and users use their app platform uh, was great growth. So they have research behind their their uh, company and their platform now, which is amazing. So if you need some mental health in your schools, and there are a bunch of schools across the country already, soundmind.app. Um, check them out. They're doing some great work. Matthew, we talked on a episode or two ago about our streaming recommendations. Mm-hmm. Did, did you recommend? I started watching Suits. Is that oh. from you or did I get that from somewhere else? No, you must have got that from somewhere else. I have not watched that one yet. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, I started watching it. One of the main characters, he's a little over the top. It's kind of these business guys, corporate, you know, Manhattan downtown, cutthroat, but uh, good storylines. And it's, it's interesting so far. I like it. You know what one, uh, you know, I've, I'm going to get a lot of, I don't know, this is a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> uh, but the one streaming one that I really enjoy, it's on Netflix, I believe. Uh, Virgin River. I don't know if you've seen Virgin River. No, uh, not typically something I would watch. To be honest, I, I'm more of a, like an Expendables or a Marvel of the Galaxy, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like some action stuff. But Virgin Rivers on um, Netflix, and it, and it follows this uh, very Hallmarkish. Follows this big city doctor that lands in a small small town, <laughs> finds a love. Uh, but it's stretched over like four or five series at this point. They just dropped the new series, so yes, Matthew will be watching that. There's there's this one uh, speaking of Hallmark movies guilty pleasures. <laughs> there was this one where they had like a two, like a part two one of those holiday things that I got sucked into and I'm like this is amazing. <laughs> I'll have to find the name, but it's one of those cheesy Hallmark and it was on the Hallmark Channel. But it was one of those yeah like small town lawyer goes into like con this farmer's lady daughter and then falls in love yeah. and live happily ever after and it's like oh. So you know what? This is a darn good story. And the acting's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's it. Like, we know the story. I knew the story yeah. getting into this. But the acting is really well done in Virgin River. And the storyline ends up being really good. They got a lot of twists and turns and a lot of characters to follow. And the setting is, like, supposedly, it's not, it's supposedly, it's supposed to be set in the, like, north woods of, like, Washington. It's just the river, waterfalls, trees, cabins. It's beautiful. Uh, very romantic setting. So if you're into the... Hallmarky romancy one. Definitely check out Virgin River. Nice. That's funny. I, I feel like Hallmark, sometimes you have these just actors that are so over the top cheesy yes. that you're like, man, you just, and other really? times you're like, they're amazing. And it, But it's like that Hallmark, it, I don't know if it's like B level actors, like, because I mean, if you're in a Hallmark movie, that's pretty good, but you're not going to be with Tarantino the next week kind of a thing level, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, it's, so you got to start somewhere. Right. So it's, that's funny. Um, all right, man. Well, great catching up. I really appreciate all the info on the drones. I think it's a really cool topic and I'm impressed how much research and uh, deep dive you did. And again, check out your 
video. It's titled Unlocking the Potential of Drones in Education with Altitude University. You can check that out on Peach Jar Extra Credit. I love it. Thank you, my man. All right. We'll chat soon and uh, have a great day. Keep telling those stories, everyone. Appreciate it.